Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 243, and today I'm excited to share with you my next guest. I'm going to interview Bobby Jakes, who actually talks a lot about, well, what a lot of people don't talk about, and that is mindset and taking action and creating that plan and then just executing and not having any excuses, just figuring out a way to make it happen and just go for it and just really structuring the mind in a different way. So this way here, there is no option. You're just going to do it. You're just going to take action. You're going to go through the steps. And that's what we're going to be digging into today. I love it because I believe in a lot of this stuff as far as like creating that plan, creating the mindset, and then just going for it and then taking the action to do it. Yes, there's going to be obstacles. Yes, there's going to be struggles. We all know that. But you have to prepare for that and understand that. And once you do, then you can go ahead and figure out the solutions and then just go ahead and do it. All right. So really excited to have him on the show. Now, before we jump into that interview, I did want to share with you that we will have full show notes and transcripts for this episode. So you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 243. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 243. You can download the show notes, the transcripts, all that good stuff over there. You can just read them over there, whatever you want to do. Any links we talk about will be there as well. The other thing is, if you're brand new to the podcast, first off, welcome and uh, nice to meet you and thanks for stopping by, Uh, but I'd like to invite you to an upcoming workshop that we do, which actually breaks down the steps to getting started. So this way here, you understand the full business model, but then also it gives you action steps to do, to create that that plan to get your first product launched. If you want to attend our free live workshop, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop, and you can register over there. Now, before we do jump in, one last thing is I wanted to give a little shout out to our iTunes people, the people out there on iTunes, and I know, I know there's Stitcher folks out there going, hey, Scott, what about me? Uh, But uh, right now, I just want to mention the people on iTunes. You guys are awesome. Thanks for all the reviews and feedback if you've already left them. If you haven't, if you could do me a favor and leave a review or feedback over there, that would be awesome. But let me just read one real quick for you uh, because I wanted to give a little shout out here, a little love, because they gave me love. Love, and it really feels awesome to uh, to read these. So definitely, if you haven't done so, that would be awesome. But here is what uh, this one listener had to say. And his name, well, this is the username, is Salzer Salzero Salzero. I think it is PR zero three one zero. It says great, motivating, and informative podcast. Five stars. Love listening to your podcast while I work out in the morning because you get me pumped up and motivated. I love that, by the way, because. I, uh, I, I work out in the morning as well, and I need uh, some things sometimes to get me pumped up, so I'm glad I'm doing it for you. I can tell you love what you do because of you. I'm taking action in, uh, or in an endeavor that I never would have thought uh, of until I stumbled on your podcast. Keep up the great work. So thank you so much for Sal0PR0310. Thank you so much, and I'm so glad that you're motivated, inspired to, to actually get involved into something that you thought that you might not have ever uh, you know, gotten involved in. So that's awesome, and uh, keep up the workouts. Uh, I know that I need that little bit of motivation, so I'm glad that I'm helping you. Hopefully now I can go ahead and motivate myself to keep going to that gym. All right, so guys, let's go ahead and uh, let's let's jump into this interview. This was an awesome interview. I think you're going to get a lot of value from it. And also just keep, keep, you know, remembering that when we're going through this, it's all mindset in anything we do, whether it's working out, whether it's building a business, right? So just understand mindset is huge, having the plan in place. And uh, Bobby really does break down his plan. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So uh, yeah, so I'm going to stop talking now so you can enjoy this interview with Bobby Jakes. 
Well, hey, Bobby, thank you so much for coming on the TAS podcast. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Scott. Doing all right. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm really excited to dive into your story. You sent me an email, and the the, the title of the email was 50K a month and my one-year anniversary, and then you kind of went through uh, kind of what you shared also in the TAS Facebook group, which I was pretty um, excited to read as well. So that's what I want to dig into, and I know a lot of people, uh, you know, when they listen to the podcast, they're like, Scott, you always, you know, go after the ones that have had all kinds of success, and that's why I want to drill into not just your success but some of those things that you think that you might have made as a mistake or things that you would do differently now. So that way there we can pull away not just the wins, but some of the the, the stumbling blocks along the way. Does that sound cool? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, and I know you and I talked a little bit before we got rocking and rolling here. And uh, and you were saying a lot of you know what you kind of attribute to your success is mindset. And I'm a big mindset guy myself. It's something that I, I think I work on every day because you can never, I think, master it. Um, but yeah, I think I want to dig into that too and kind of see what your take is on all that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that mindset is really, really so important. Um, mm. I mean, just think about it like this. How many of us have had ideas for inventions for, mm. you know, we come up with this gadget or this gadget and, uh, and, and you want it to, to actually bring it to market, but you think, ah, but you know what, I don't know how to do that. Or it's just a pipe dream or something and nothing ever comes of it. I, I, I know in my family, people have, have come up with ideas and then, uh, down the road, they see that idea come out <laughs> and, and yeah. they're like, wait, I had that idea, but they never did anything about it. And, yeah. um, and when you, when you really, uh, change your mindset to to believe that you can bring these things to to reality, um, to invent things or or something like private labeling. You can you can get a product, get a, a brand going, then uh, it really comes to fruition. Yeah, it, it really does, and I think. You know, and we can dig into that too, as far as like, should I invent a product from scratch, uh, not knowing about the market, or should I take something that's currently selling, make it better? Um, like those things, I think there's there's two different uh, two different ways to look at that. And I'm a big Shark Tank fan. I, I like watching that show. And um, you know, a lot of times, you know, they're all about like the market, right? Like, what is the market? say. Uh, and, and it's, it's kind of hard cause I've had a lot of people, they will either, either pitch me an idea or say, Hey Scott, I got a really great idea for coming out with this brand new product. No one's selling it right now. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be great. And that one word, I think it's going to be great is, is a little tough for me at first, unless you already know a lot about that market. So maybe we can dig into that too, a little bit. Um, but why don't you just give people a little bit of a backstory as far as like, you know, maybe like where you kind of come from and, and kind of like what got you into into this whole private labeling and selling your own brand type stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess I should start uh, back when I when I first learned about online business in general. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, I I had gotten a uh, an internship working for the government, working for uh, for the army out of college. Uh-huh. Um, so th- that just kind of became a full time job as soon as I graduated. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I was in a cubicle. And kind of knew right from the beginning that that was not what I wanted to be doing for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, but for the time, I was like, okay, well, I'll figure things out from here. And so I stumbled upon a, uh, a website online that was talking about uh, affiliate marketing. And I think I learned about drop shipping too at the same time. Okay. And, uh, and I started looking into it. And, and the idea of uh, being able to make a living from home was just something that, that uh, I was really into oh, right sure. from the get-go. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, um, so I started looking more into it. And I came up with this this plan to become a competitor with Amazon. Actually, back then, that was my my first uh, my first <laughs> jump into into the world of and Amazon. How long ago was this? Like, how this l- just was, give us a little bit of an idea. 
I believe this was 2008. My timelines oh, are a little okay. rough, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and yes, yeah, so, so that was my plan and I, and I got really, really excited about it. And, uh, and I called up my, my, uh, my cousin who's uh, Brian Burt. Um, I called him up because I, I knew that he'd been doing something online and, uh, and, and, and making money online somehow. I didn't really know what it was. So I called him. I said, Hey, what are you doing? I got I have this plan to take on Amazon and this and that. And he said to me, uh, you know, like Amazon is gigantic and <laughs> you're, yeah, yeah. you're probably not going to be successful there. And I was like, I don't know. I think I want to do it. So, um, I kind of abandoned that plan a little bit and, uh, started just kind of learning about, uh, just web marketing in general. And, and over the years I kind of, uh, dabbled around in blogging and, uh, and a little bit in affiliate marketing, never made any money, never really put anything together. It was just kind of something that I, I had a, a little bit of an interest in on the side. Um, my interest was really in music. Okay. And, uh, okay. And yeah, so, so I, I was trying to make a living playing music and I, uh, and that, that was my number one passion and my number one, uh, focus. What was your so, instrument by the way? Uh, I play guitar and sing primarily. Oh, wow. Well, we got a lot in common then. Oh I, yeah. I, yeah. Like well, I, when I, when I was growing up, I was, you know, in my, in my, I say early teens, uh, late teens. Uh, yeah, I was in, uh, I, I come from the eighties. So I was in the, the heavy, heavy metal, uh, age. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, and then the grunge came, uh, but yeah, I was uh, a guitarist, uh, still have all my stuff. You know, I got my half stack upstairs. I've got my, my Kramer guitars. I've got, uh, oh, my fenders. Yeah. I got all that stuff. Yeah. So cool. that's funny we'll have to talk some more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that, that was my dream too. I had the long hair and everything. Uh, and now I got like a crew cut basically. Uh, <laughs> but it's great. so funny how your, uh, your mind changes, but yeah, I was totally into music. Still am. I mean, I have a passion for just good music now, you know, it's, uh, that's funny. Yeah. So, uh, right. <laughs> Continue. I just I had to know what instrument you played, and and uh, we're very very common in that in that space. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, so I I actually left my job once before. I tried taking a leave of absence. They mm -hmm. said no, you can't just take a leave of absence. So I said okay, I'm gonna quit, but I might come back. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so I um, I started playing music full time, and I ended up going back to work in about six months uh, because I I blew through all of my money very sure, quickly. Sure. <laughs> it happens quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, music ends up becoming an investment if you're if you're on the creative side for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, for a while until you you can start making something of it and, and getting a name for yourself. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, so I went back to work, and work then became something that I just I just did to allow me to to fund my my potential music career. Okay. Um, got a band going at first. I was playing solo, and I, I got a band going, and we were doing pretty well. And uh, and getting some good traction, we had some big shows. We opened up for uh, for the Gin Blossoms and oh, wow. Social Distortion. Yeah, so nice. we, yeah, it was it was going really well. But um, I ran into this this issue where I I kind of had this freak incident while I was lifting weights and uh, lost my hearing on my left side. Oh boy! Yeah, so that ended up turning into this hypersensitivity to sound or hyperacusis, hmm. and um, and it kind of just just changed my life uh, wow. incredibly. All from, um, from working out, huh? From, yeah. from, from a certain exercise? What, what was the exercise? Do you remember? It, it was a uh, decline bench press. Really? Yeah. I so do declines. I, yeah, I, I don't anymore. Wow. <laughs> yeah, something with, I, I guess because of, of the, the, the pressure the pressure, and something happened and, and it just went out. And I was, it was never fully explained to me by doctors. Um, but yeah, so it took um, a really long time to get back to any, any state of normalcy. Um, I, for the first month or or almost two, mm. I couldn't even be in public without having earplugs in because everything uh, that I heard 
uh, became painful for me. So I, I didn't actually hear the sound on that side, but I felt it. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, so I dealt with that for, uh, for a while and I'm, I'm still dealing with it, but I'm, I'm about at 90, 95% now. So oh, well, that's good. That's good news. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so, man. yeah, wow. but, um, so that, that changed my, my focus incredibly. I still tried pushing through. I still tried playing music and everything and I still do play music, but, um, but it, it, it kind of fell off the board as my number mm-hmm. one focus at that mm-hmm. point. And, uh, and I started focusing, uh, more on, on, uh, work and being able to provide for a potential family. Sure. Sure. So, um, so I, down the road, I got, uh, I got engaged to my wife last, uh, last February. Okay, cool. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. And, um, once we got engaged, I realized very quickly that life was about to get a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> you don't have any kids we, yet, right? No, no kids right now. Okay. No. I have three. So I can tell yeah. you that that's, that's true. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just looking at, uh, at planning for the wedding and everything. And I was yeah. just like, how are we going to afford this? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I kind of shifted gears a little bit mm-hmm. and that's when I really just dropped music and I was like, okay, you know what? I, I love music. I'm going to get back to it. But right now I need to figure out how I'm going to provide for my future family. Sure, so, sure. um, I, and I, and I knew I didn't want to be, be working in an office and I was also two States away, uh, where my job was compared to where I lived. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I had this, uh, this shift in, in mentality and right around that time, uh, I heard, uh, Ryan Moran on the smart passive income podcast with Pat Flynn. Okay. Yep. Talking about his success with Amazon. Yep. And I got really inspired and I, and I, I kind of just zoned in on it and I was like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and first I tried funding it by uh, getting into retail arbitrage Okay. and, uh, really, really did not enjoy that very much at all. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm agreeing with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I was going around the stores and I was scanning everything and sure. it, it was like one weekend and I was just, I came home and I was like, I'm, I don't ever want to do this again. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, some people make a really great living at it and they're good at it. Um, and, and I tell people too, if you're just getting started, it's a great way to learn the platform and, and make some extra money. But it's like, if it's not, if your feet aren't to the fire in a sense to where you have to do it, it makes it feel like a job. Um, but if that's all you were doing, I know people that that's all they do. They have teams of people that go out and do it and they're, they're pretty successful. Right. Um, yeah. But it's, it is, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think I lasted about a half hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, and, and some people enjoy doing it too. Sure, my, my wife, um, uh, you know, I, I talk to her all the time about private labeling and retail arbitrage and, and she, uh, she likes the idea of re- retail arbitrage a little bit more because, you know, you can walk around stores and find products and sure. everything and, you know, it's a fun experience for some people. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So. Yep, finding those deals. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. But not for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then from there you, you get the idea, you get the bug, you kind of start learning a little bit more about the Amazon platform. What was your next move at that point? Okay. So, uh, the next two things I needed to do was I needed to, uh, really, really commit to this mm. and I needed to fund it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'd basically cleared out my, my bank account on my wife's engagement ring and, uh, and so I, I, I needed to get funds somehow. So I started selling all my guitars. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so I sold my guitars. I, I quit my band. I said, I don't have time for this, guys. I'm sorry. I will get back to it. But right now I need to focus on something else. And, uh, and then I started really looking at my mindset. And, um, and the first thing I did was I went to my, my fiance at the time and I said, hey, listen, I'm going to, uh, to be kind of changing because I'm going full-fledged into this entrepreneurial Mm-hmm. Uh, lifestyle and and mentality, and I just want to make sure that you're on board with this and everything. And that's smart. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's really, really important because you know, if I just w- started going for it and she wasn't on board with it, uh, then you know, it would create strife and and I, it would affect both our relationship and my success, mm. Mm. private labeling. So yeah, um, so that was something that that was very important. And then and then I started looking at my my uh, my mindset. Yep. And so I, I did. I actually did the uh, the Ryan Moran ten day challenge. Okay. Um, and each each day you're given a different task to do, and and I think that that's really important for anyone that's that's getting into um, a business for the first time uh, and and really going for it, doing something along those lines uh, to really just just get yourself prepared for it. You need to make that decision that you're going to make the, the the mentality shift and make it that focus in your life, and then. Uh, and then do something to really, really um, just kind of reinforce that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that, you know, you have to make a commitment, uh, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's uh, taking your guitar lessons, whatever it is, right? You have to make a commitment to what it is you're going to do and you have to give it a good, a good run, you know? And if you, if you, if you don't, then there's just, there's no recourse, right? There's no like, uh, well, if I don't do this, this is going to happen. Um, I mean, you just have to put it into perspective. And I think mindset is huge. Uh, you know, because like I said, if you don't, you know, make yourself commit, no one's going to, you know, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So at, at that point you make the commitment, you're starting to get the mindset now that you're going to go after this thing. Uh, what did you have in your head though? As far as like, did you say, I'm going to give myself a 90 days just to kind of see what I can do here or uh, six months? Or was there any timeline that you kind of gave yourself that you wanted to get this thing to where you could kind of see if it was going to work? So yeah, I, I set some goals and I think that's really important as well. Um, but I, I, I kind of didn't give myself a, let's see if this works okay. option. Okay. Okay. It was <laughs> going I, to work period. Yeah. It was just, you know what, this is going to work and, and I'm, I'm convincing myself that it's going to work. And if it doesn't, then I'll deal with that down, down yep. the line. Yep. You know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So my, my first goal was to replace my income by October of 2015. Okay. Um, so I, I just started going for it. I got into product research. Um, I called up, uh, Brian Bird again, and I said, "Hey, listen, I need some help with this. I knew that he'd been selling on Amazon and having success, and uh, he took me on as a, as a student, or uh, he was he became my mentor mm-hmm. and really helped me, in which um, which really helped me in the product research phase, um, just to, to get me to choose a product, which I think is something that that people get really really held up on, and the same oh, thing yeah. happened to me after I did all my analysis and everything." Um, I was looking at two different spreadsheets, one that was just very basic that I had put together based on uh, bestseller rank and everything. And then there was one that I downloaded from Startup Bros and it had all these formulas and and eBay numbers and things like that. And I was looking at the two of them and they were contradicting themselves. And uh, and I and I got stuck in this um, paralysis by analysis situation. Yep. yep. And then uh, Brian just kind of kicked me in the butt and said, hey, make a decision. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, A or B, which one yeah, is it going right. to be? Because you're not going to know until you go after and do it. And I don't think there is a hundred percent of a formula. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of like you know one product you could use a formula on technically, and it and it looks great and everything. But then just something happens in the market and it doesn't work. Uh, you know that that's just the way it goes. Um, but you won't know until you actually launch something. There's some pre- you know the preventative things you can do to kind of reduce the amount of risk. But in the same breath, there's no home run. There's no definite guarantee that it's going to work. I mean, would you? Agree Agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the numbers, uh, you need the numbers, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, they, they really help you to, to get a clear picture of what's going on, but there's, there are always changes and especially in today's environment on Amazon where things are changing so fast and there, there are more and more sellers, uh, that, that are getting on. 
Um, even though the, you know the market's expanding, but more sellers are coming in, so I think that that has kind of created a situation where uh, markets will open up and then close kind of quickly. Yeah, uh, and so that's why I think that that speed of implementation is very very important um, right now. Yeah, and I think for people too, looking more you know, in the future or past Amazon is what I think. So if people are out there saying to themselves that they're only going to be able to get on Amazon and start selling, to me, they've already kind of, I guess, uh, cornered themselves to where they're only relying on that one thing. I think people should look further down the line at the market, not just at Amazon. Amazon is the channel to get it to market. So this way here we can get up and running fast. But in the same breath, we got to know that if there's, if we're looking at a Google trend, well, Google, that's Google trend. That doesn't necessarily mean that's an Amazon trend. So then if we know that there's, there's uh, you know, people buying this product throughout the year or different times of the year, then we know that we can go out there and grab traffic off of other platforms to then hopefully get over to our you know, own e-commerce space. And I think that people are, that are just thinking about the Amazon uh, you know, business model, and that's the only thing they're banking on, that is risky. And, um, and you are, you know, I guess, you know, gambling in a sense, but it's a great, I always tell people it's a great place to start and it's a great channel you should be using, but in the same breath, you should be thinking further out than just that one channel. I mean, that's just my thoughts. What's your thoughts on that? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's a great place to launch. Um, and as you say, it's a, it's a great place to, uh, to kind of test the product. Um, but from there, you need to start focusing on either building your, your e-commerce store or uh, creating some sales funnels yep. um, or, or both would yep. be best. <laughs> yeah, both would be great, but you got to start somewhere. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's I mean, you've been you've been in, in the, uh, you know, kind of like this whole space for since 2008, kind of. Right. So you kind of know that you started with like looking at affiliate marketing and stuff and affiliate marketing for anyone that doesn't know, it's like you're selling other people's products. Well, you're also a lot of times you're building content around that market to get people to be educated before they make their purchase and hopefully purchase through your link. That's basically what it is in a nutshell. You're going to do the same thing with your own products. Um, it's just, that's been happening for years and I don't think that's going anywhere. I think content is always going to be there. Uh, but I think that Amazon is a great place to start because there's 250 plus million credit cards on file and, you know, people are buying there every day. It's trusted. Um, but it doesn't mean it's the only thing. And the people that come to me and they're like, Scott, uh, I want to leave my job. I want to just launch on Amazon. I'm like, you got to think a little bit further ahead than that. If you have a runway that you can get away with that, fine. But in the same breath, you've got to be thinking about, you know, plan B, um, just in case the, the rug gets pulled out from under you. Um, so at this point, let's, uh, let's kind of dive into kind of, okay, you've, uh, you've kind of now picked the product. You went through the, the product research stage. How long did you spend picking a product before you got kicked in the butt? Uh, I spent too long. <laughs> okay. Okay. I spent, uh, I, I was looking for probably about a, uh, a month and a half before I, I placed my order. Okay. And then, and then the problem was, you know, then you wait a few weeks mm -hmm. to get your order. So I ended up at about two months, uh, before I actually launched. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that, I think that's normal though. I think a lot of people are doing that and you know, anyone listening, I mean, that's, that's normal if that's you, uh, you know, and, uh, but it, it, it does, you know, it, it's that risk thing, right? That fear of like, what if it doesn't happen or what if it doesn't work? Um, but you, you did get to that point. So now as you get to that point, maybe take us through kind of the process that you took to actually launch product one. Yeah, sure, sure. So, uh, so then uh, when it came to launching, I, I first intended on giving away almost all of my product. I'd ordered 500 units and I, I thought, you know what, let me just give it all away and really get out there in front of the competition. Um, I realized that that wasn't really necessary to get going. I, I gave away around 75 units or so. Okay. And uh, and I, I first used a, a review club on Facebook, and uh, 
that was my only experience with that. Okay. And uh, I started off there and, um, and, and also did friends and family and started giving away some products around there. And, uh, and yeah, just kind of launched that way. And, uh, I, 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 uh, you know, keyword optimized my listing and everything and got my photos up there and, and everything that, that you need to do to, to really just, uh, get up and selling and, and went from there and, and, and started taking sales pretty quickly. Did you launch, did, oh. did, did you, did you, uh, spread those out over time or did you just give all 75 away? Um, well, I, I, when I went to the, the review club, yeah. That ended up spreading them out. So okay. I, okay. I was, I, I wanted to just give them away right away, but it ended up uh, being every every you know day I'd give away three or four or so, okay. which I, I think benefited me, and I uh, and I'm glad that it happened that way instead of how I wanted it to, okay. instead of just you know spiking the algorithm quickly yep. and then yep. fizzling out. Yep. And then what so, about what about from there? Pay per click. Did you turn that on immediately? Did you wait? Are you using that currently? Pay-per-click, I, I waited for uh, about a week and a half, two weeks until I started getting some reviews. Now, I just I just turn it on right away mm-hmm. uh, to validate products um, and, and and make sure that Amazon is is seeing in your listing what you want them to see. Yeah. And uh, and also uh, pulling some some new keywords that you might not identify from, you know, whatever method you're using to, to do your keyword research, whether it's uh, merchant words or uh, or key, Google keyword tool. Um so yeah, I, I turn it on right away now, and 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 that's been a, a huge focus uh, is, is PPC and sponsored ads. Uh, really, just being aggressive with it, but then but then kind of dialing it back in, mm-hmm. and that, that's kind of my approach. I, I kind of I kind of uh, bring my my budget way up and start gathering sales all over, and then and then optimize from there. And and that's really really so so important. I think once you launch and once you start taking some sales to really, really optimize your PPC. And, and what's your current way of launching a pay-per-click? Is it just an auto campaign? Do you do, you do a, a few that you might like pull some from your competitors and kind of use them? Do you have some that you just kind of get a handful? Do you use merchant words? Like what are you, what's your kind of like initial kind of like, let's get this thing started, uh, you know, I guess strategy. Yeah. I, so I start with, uh, with auto only and, uh, and I pull some data from that. I keep my bid kind of high and, then I and then I'll launch a a second auto while that's going on with a, a much lower bid, and then and then end the first auto, the the higher bid yep. one, and from there then I'll I'll take that data and then I'll really do some more keyword research with that and then I'll pull uh, everything that I've done for the listing optimization, and then this new data and I'll I'll start putting that into manual campaigns and then from that uh, I'll, I'll I'll bring it into uh, phrase and and, uh, exact matches. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's quite a process. So, you know, so going through the auto, um, you, you said a high, like what's high, like for, for you, some people it's a dollar, some people it's $10. Right. Right. I'll, I'll be up around four or $5 okay. or so. Okay. And that's on the auto. And that's just to really just kind of let Amazon give you as much as they can at that, at that price down the low one. I'm assuming you're doing that to kind of see what's the low hanging fruit kind of that you don't uh, have to spend a lot of money on to, to get impressions. But yeah, both that and then that's also going to be my long-term auto that I'm going to continue to run okay. uh, throughout the life of the product. Okay, and and what's the what's the bid on that that you're generally running at a, at a lower I'll bid? S- I'll start at around a dollar twenty-five, maybe dollar fifty, depending on the market, and then drop it down to a dollar seventy-five cents or so once I start running those uh, manual campaigns. Gotcha. And and, and capturing all the uh, the 
the converting words from the auto campaign in those manual campaigns. And so now do you take those uh, those uh, keywords that are converted? Do you, do you have like a metric that you say, you know what, I'm only going to pull the ones that have converted at least five sales? Because, I mean, we all know you can get one sale from one keyword and then you don't get another one, you know, because it was just a fluke or whatever. Is there anything that you do there or do you just pull all the converting keywords and then bring them into their own phrase match campaign? Uh, so I look at all the converting ones and then I'll sort by relevancy. So if I have something that's completely unrelated, if, you know, if, if it's a uh, garlic press yep. is, is the product and then the search term is, uh, uh, 1987, uh, Chevy engine or something <laughs> right, crazy, right, right. <laughs> then, um, then, I, you know, I'll sort that one out. Even if that's got two sales I'm, I'm, or three sales or something, uh, more than that, that once off, then, um, then I, you know, I might, I might take that out or, if it's somewhat relevant, I might leave it in there and and kind of just bring the bid down a little bit lower gotcha. and, and keep that in a different uh, ad set. I got you. Okay, cool. Um, and then do you keep your budget on your entire campaign like at a certain point so you can't go over that? Or do you find uh, that that some, sometimes can restrict as far as what uh, Amazon is willing to give you? Uh, do you follow me? Like if your main campaign's got, if, if you say on my entire account, I'm only willing to spend 200 for the day, but each campaign you're saying I'll, I'll spend $50 a day on each campaign. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's a really good idea, um, to, to have a cap on there, but mm. I don't use it. I, I did use it in the beginning and now, and I, I took it off and I really just, um, started looking at the, uh, the campaign level and, uh, and, and figured, let's just see what happens. If I ever, if I ever go and spend, you know, three times the amount that I wanted to that day, then maybe I'll start bringing in the, the cap, but I've, I've had uh, a lot of success so far and haven't had any issues with it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering, uh, you know, I mean myself, I've kind of played around with that where if I put a cap on it, is, is that going to limit, you know, Amazon from giving me traffic because they're saying like, he's only willing to spend this much, you know what I mean? So you right, kind of have right, these, these yeah. theories that you're not a hundred percent sure unless you actually do some side by side comparisons, but I didn't know if you had any, any tests with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, pay-per-click's a big thing for a lot of people, um, just trying to understand and wrap their heads around it. Um, and that's why I think that, uh, starting at a baseline, and, and getting that data. How long do you usually wait on your auto to start pulling that data? Uh, I'll give it, I'll give it a week or so. Okay. Yeah. That's about yeah. what I do. Yeah. About seven to 10 days, something like that. Yeah. Until you start getting some data. Now, what if you turn an auto on and you don't really see that you're getting, you're getting any, any impressions? Uh, if, if that happens, then I've got to go back to, to my listing and make sure that it's really keyword optimized and, and see where the issue might be, where, you know, am I, am I leaving out some very important term Hmm. That it's not showing for or something like that, or uh, is there is there another issue? One, do I have the buy box? Um, I, I I ran into an issue with uh, two new products that I launched a few months ago, um, where I lost the buy box. I I, I uh, tried this approach, which was very effective, except it lost me the buy box hmm. ultimately. Um, where I just started with a very very low price, um, just to really start spiking some some normal sales instead of just giveaways out yep. of the gate. Yeah. And, uh, and then started bringing it up from, from there over the course of just a, a week, maybe 10 days mm -hmm. and, and came to the, the normal price that I wanted to be selling at. Um, it got me a lot of sales. It got me rankings. Uh, however, I lost the buy box because I, Amazon now takes into account, uh, your, your selling price. And, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's, if it has to do with the competition in the market and is it, is it out of the range of what the normal selling price is with that type of product and mm. those search results, mm -hmm. or is it uh, something to do with your product and, uh, and your, either, either your sale price or your, uh, your MSRP price, something okay. like that. But whatever it was, it seems that that was 
causing the issue. And then all of a sudden I wasn't able to spend. Uh, no kidding. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it took me a while and I'd have, to, I'd have to slowly raise the price and then bring it back down to get the buy box back and go from there. So I got it to a point where it normalized, but, uh, it created some, some big issues for a while. Hmm. So sometimes an issue like that can rise. Yeah. 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 There, there's no, <laughs> there's no planning as far as like what can happen. I've gotten so many people, um, you know, including myself, I've had issues where it's like all of a sudden something just happens and then you have to deal with it, whether that's a listing being suppressed or, you know, whatever under review, uh, for whatever reason, again, going back to, that's why we can't just plan on Amazon. We have to think about other channels because we don't want that to, to be the only channel. Um, okay. So now, Okay, you're you're up and running and and you're doing pretty well. Uh, I mean, right out of the gate, was there anything that you could look back at and say, "I wish I did this differently"? Um, I wish that I organized my my pay per click campaigns a little better. Oh, okay, okay, because <laughs> they, they they became a mess. Yes, uh, I was just testing and testing and testing, and I wish that I had a process um, in place a little bit more when when I started launching them. That's really the only the only um, big regret that I have. Cause even, even to this day, I still have all these old campaigns running and, you know, I try to sort by different products now. Yeah. And for my, my first product, I, I didn't even have consistency in what I was calling the campaign. So I've got to search like four different words to sort. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm still dealing with that. And I, and I don't want to end those campaigns because they have, uh, they have history to them, sure. which I believe Amazon takes into account. Uh, when showing ads for certain search terms. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have an auto campaign that's been running probably, well, almost since I started, which is almost two years now. So yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, and that one there, I just let go because I mean, the ACOS, the ACOS is decent and I'm getting a ton of great data and I don't really touch it. You know, it's just kind of like I leave it. Um, and it's, it's just kind of, you know, trucking along. Um, but I, I agree with that. It's, uh, it's like once it starts getting some, I guess some roots, uh, then you don't really want to mess with it too much, even though you might want to go in and organize it differently now than what you've been doing. Maybe give our listeners a little tip maybe on how you've now since started organizing things so you can manage them a little bit easier. Yeah, sure. So uh, now I try to keep each product's campaigns to a minimum. Okay. So I'll have the uh, the two autos that I run off the bat and then uh, and then also a, uh, a manual and in that manual, I'll have a bunch of different ad sets. Okay. So, so I try to really, really keep it to a minimum now. And then I might add, you know, one more uh, campaign for testing or something like that. But I do that, and then you want to make sure that there's at least one consistent word in uh, in all of the campaigns. I mean, it seems so simple, right? Yeah, it does, <laughs> you, right? You know, name it, name <laughs> the campaign, your product. But I just wasn't thinking when I was doing it. And I, I would, I would put in generic terms and be like, oh, this is only going to be this uh, this keyword. Yeah. So I'm just going to name it that keyword yeah. and it, it's not the product name or whatever. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, uh, it's funny how, you know, sometimes just a little, a little, uh, indicator can be on there so you can search it and then you can see all of your campaigns kind of line up nice and neatly and you can kind of see what they're doing. Um, let me ask you quickly and while we're still on the pay-per-click thing. Um, okay. So once you find some keywords that are performing pretty well, do you pull them and, and exclusively put them into a phrase match or do you wait and put them in abroad and then see what it does on its own and then bring it into a phrase? Uh, I'll do it all at once. Okay. I, yeah. I kind of just, just throw it all in there and, uh, I, I, I'll adjust the bids actually. Okay. Um, and, and kind of tier the bids so I can, I can see what's going on mm -hmm. there 
instead of instead of waiting and, and going through that process. I like to just get it all out there right from the get go, and then sure. I can I can adjust them as I go along. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. Um, awesome. Okay, so at this point now, um, you you're up and running. You're doing you're doing well. You're doing up over fifty k a month now in revenue. How many products are you currently listing right now? So uh, we've got five products and 15 SKUs. Uh, one okay. of those products we're, we're actually um, phasing out, been phasing it out now for uh, about a month and a half or so. Just kind of dropped uh, the, the PPC on it for the most part and dropped the price a little bit. Um, it ended up being a product that was, it, it was the same product as the first product that we, we launched, but it was, uh, it's a different style. Okay. And uh, it did well for a while, um, did great through um, quarter four. Okay. And, uh, and now it's just kind of just tapering off and, uh, and I'm realizing the functionality of it, although it's, um, something that was kind of new to the market, uh, and I thought was necessary is not really performing the way that it should. So, okay. um, I, I've just kind of decided that I need to free up the capital that I have in on that product and, in, 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 uh, stocking that and, I'm going to transition that into uh, into new products that I think have a higher upside, and that's something that I pr- I may not have done if I was still uh, working at my full time job, which I, I left in uh, just a, a little over a month ago now. Oh wow! Congratulations um, on that. Thank you, thank you. Um, it, and, and that's something that I, I think uh, people really need to be aware of when they're considering leaving their job, because I think a lot of people that are starting businesses and starting with Amazon have that intention of replacing their income and leaving their jobs. Mm. Um, you have to realize and plan for the, uh, the shift in your approach to investing that you're going to run into. Mm. Um, when you're paying yourself a salary, you can't invest as aggressively as you were. And, uh, and, and so if I was still working, I might just leave this product going and, and you know, make the, the little bit of profit that I make on it. But now I see it as, well, why am I going to invest in 1,000, 1,500 units of this when I can invest in something that I, I can make, you know, two, three times as much on. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, that brings up a really good point because I, I actually just got uh, an email the other day from a listener and they were asking about like some tips on how to liquidate, like how do they liquidate a product that was doing well, but isn't doing so well. And that's kind of what you're talking about right now. It's kind of like, would it, it was doing okay, but now for whatever reason could be, you know, others came into the market with a similar product, or maybe you didn't differentiate it as much as you would have now, um, those types of things and, and how they would get rid of it. So, uh, how would you recommend doing that? Just lower the price and, and just kind of, uh, let it kind of take its own course or would you, would you put it up on eBay or what, you know, like how would you get rid of those, those products? Right. Yeah. Well, throwing it up on eBay is always an option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you yep. can always do a lot buy or something like that. Yep. Uh, you can also, uh, just drop your price and leave your, your pay-per-click going and, uh, and hopefully sell out nice and quickly there. Uh, there's also the option now of using lightning deals. Yes. Um, which man, they're good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, that was a big part of uh, a lot of people's success on prime day was running a lightning deal on prime day. Mm. Um, even though, I mean, I, I, I actually didn't have any going on prime day and, and we still did really, really well. Um, but, uh, there's that option. And then what I really like is, uh, is this, this other option of going off of Amazon and using that product as, uh, as a lead magnet mm. and, um, and, and, and trying to test some funnels. So I've been using, uh, the product for that. And uh, doing a free plus shipping offer. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and uh, 
and then and then you know turning that into an an, an upsell with one of our related products. Yep. So uh, that's been something that I've been testing a lot, and I'm you know I've been trying to to really do a lot of testing off of Amazon and and building the brand off of Amazon. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? Are you driving traffic through Facebook ads? Yeah, driving tra- traffic nice. through Facebook ads primarily. Going to be getting into YouTube ads as well. That's something that uh, yeah, yep. can it has a lot of upside to it right now. Yeah. Um, and, and and yeah, so I think that that's if you want to get creative with it, you know, see it as an opportunity to really uh, create a new sales channel and and learn uh, something off of Amazon. So that's what I really like it for. Uh, that's why we we, we dropped our our pay per click in addition to our price. So we're still we're still taking sales, but now we're, we're we're clearing out. We're we're liquidating on Amazon side a little bit here and there, you know. But we're also using it to our advantage in a uh, in a new way. I, I like that because even though if you might if you might give that product away for almost free, and let's say it costs you four or five bucks, well, you're paying four or five bucks to acquire a customer at that point. Um, and from that customer, if you have a, an immediate upsell or a, you know a bump as they call it with another related product of yours. Well, you're going to make that money back and you're going to have a paying customer and you're going to have their email address. So there's so many benefits to that. And it's funny, I've got a product that's something very similar to that where, uh, you know, I bought a, a bunch of units and after the fact we ran into some snags um, with selling it through Amazon. So now that is going to be uh, probably either a free plus shipping or it's going to be something where we add that on the back, on the back end to an upsell. Um, so yeah, there's things you can do, you know, it's just people think uh, all of a sudden it's not selling on Amazon or the, the sales have dwindled. Now I'm doomed. Now what do I do? There, there's ways you can do that to, to use them to your advantage, not just a disadvantage. I love that strategy, by the way, Bobby. Um, okay. So let's wrap this up by maybe giving, uh, people that are just starting from scratch, um, like maybe like one of the big things that you think that they should do in order to get started and, uh, and really, I guess, start on the right foot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the biggest things I think are, uh, are just make sure that you have that, that mindset shift. Mm -hmm. You know, if this is something you really want to do, then, then make it your top priority, at least for, for, uh, some period of time until you can get things up and running. Um, that, that's, I, I can't say enough about that. Yeah. Uh, cause if, if you just kind of say, Hey, I think I'll get into this Amazon business, uh, plan or, or this, um, this business model, then you might do it. You might not, you might have some success. If you say, I am going to do this and I'm going to learn how I'm going to be successful, then you're going to take those steps and you're really going to, uh, to at least get a product to market. And most likely you're going to be successful. Um, so if, if you're having issues doing that, then I highly suggest bringing in someone to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, it's, it's uh, you know, your spouse or uh, your good friend or, or, or anybody, um, I think that that's something that, that will help you immensely. And, uh, and, and yeah, and, and just go from there. If you, if, you, if you know anyone who's been selling on Amazon and can help you, I think that that is is really your best bet because they can kind of motivate you through it yeah. and they can they can uh, guide you through it as well. Yeah, I mean and, they 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 understand. You know what I mean? It's like you it's hard to find someone that doesn't understand what you're trying to do and then to help motivate you. So I mean, I've always told people you know, like I'm sure people are a part of a Facebook group. I mean, I have a Facebook group for the podcast, you know, the Amazing Seller podcast has their own over 30,000 people currently in that group. So go there and just find people that you're 
like in, in a way that you have the same interests and stuff. And I mean, if you can't find someone there, I don't know where you're going to find someone. And then just pull those people, you know, over into a little maybe hangout that you do once a month or maybe just a Slack group or something where you can communicate on a regular basis to hold each other accountable. I think that's so critical. I really do, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't say enough for it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, the other last thing I want to ask you uh, is, and I get this question a lot too, Scott, is is it still is it still an opportunity to sell on Amazon or do you think maybe it's just, you know, it's all over with now, it's just, it's not going to work anymore and people shouldn't start selling on Amazon? What's your what's your thoughts on that to someone that would might ask you that question? Oh, you can certainly still sell on Amazon. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, it, if there are people who have been selling on Amazon and they're launching products and, and having success with it today, then someone can jump on there for the first time and launch a product and have success. Uh, the the amount of customers that Amazon keeps adding is humongous. Um, and there are more sellers coming on there. And, and as I was saying, uh, I think that, that markets kind of close off a little bit on Amazon a little more quickly nowadays. Uh, there's a little bit more competition possibly. But yes, there's there's so much room to get on there. And make that just your 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 launch pad and then focus on e-commerce off of Amazon. And yeah, you 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 will have success if you if you just keep at it and yeah. don't get discouraged. I, I love it. I love it. Well, hey, Bobby, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know that you will probably get a lot of questions. We're going to link this up in the show notes um, and and all of that. And if anybody wants to get in touch with you directly, how would they how would they go about doing that? Uh, they can jump over to milliondollardrive.com. Um, I, I, I do some, uh, some coaching and consulting over there. Uh, if, if anyone wants to, uh, to work with me, uh, just jump on there, drop your information in there, and uh, I will get in touch with you shortly after. Okay, great. That sounds awesome. And I just want to uh, say thanks again, Bobby, for, uh, for reaching out and, uh, and sharing your story. And uh, hey, who knows? Maybe one of these days we'll have to have a guitar, uh, like I guess, shootout or something. Maybe we'll have to do something like that. I am so in. <laughs> <Do it. laughs> All right, Bobby, have an awesome day, man. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. All right, Scott. Thanks. You too. All right. So there you go, right? I mean, another great interview. I love talking to people with the mindset thing. It really does resonate with me because I know just going all the way back through all of the different things that I've done through my journey. And if you guys have not heard that episode, I would say probably go back and listen to that one too. That was episode 125. Uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash 125. Listen to that. You'll hear about my entire journey all the way back when I was 19 years old up till now, which I just turned 44. So uh, yeah, you might want to listen to that if you want to, you know, hear the different, you know, the different obstacles that I might have faced, but also just the different paths that kind of came from doing something because, you know, we can start a business or we can start, you know, whatever it is. Maybe we're going to, maybe we want to meet new people but we don't know how to meet new people, well, you got to get yourself involved, right? If you don't get yourself involved, you're not going to be able to meet people. If you want to play sports and you want to be really great at sports, well, guess what? You got to play the sport, right? So the same thing with business, right? If you want to be successful in business, you have to actually get in the game. And that means sometimes feeling nervous or feeling scared or understanding a business model and then saying, you know what? That business model is not right for me. And if you listen to the podcast or if you listen to our workshop that we do or if you attend that or anything, if you guys are brand new and you're, you're hearing this thing about, you know, how to start a, a, a business on using Amazon's platform and then building an e-commerce site or whatever, 
you know, understand that, you know, I want to be able to relay this information to you so you can see what it does take. It's not a get rich quick thing. It's not. And if anybody's telling you it is, I'm here to tell you that that's not true. Um, at least I have not found that, uh, that secret potion or that formula. Uh, and I don't believe there is one. Uh, so if there is someone telling you that I wouldn't believe them, but anyway, I'm here to tell you that it takes hard work, commitment, creating a plan, but when you do that, it will start to open doors for opportunities that wouldn't have been there if you didn't actually get started, right? We always talk about hashtag just start, right? Or hashtag take action. That's because if we don't start, well, we won't get any results. If we don't get any results, we will never know what could have happened, right? So we have to get started, all right? And you guys know I could probably rant uh, on this topic forever, um, which I will continue to do, just not here today on this show. So I did want to remind you, if you wanted to head over and check out all of the show notes, the transcripts, learn more about Bobby, head over to the show notes page for this episode. That is theamazingseller.com forward slash 243. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 243. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap up this episode. Hope you got a ton of value from it. I hope it kind of changed your mindset maybe a little bit, or maybe it got you through that little bit of roadblock, but hopefully it's been some uh, help to you and uh, you can keep pushing forward or as we say, hashtag press on, right? So uh, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, say it with some authority. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Hashtag just start. 